Americans love cats. According to a recent survey conducted by one poll on behalf of Royal Canaan, 84% of those surveyed said their cat's important to them and therefore their health is important to them too. So why is there a gap in the regular care that cats are getting? This podcast will discuss some of the reasons for this gap, the importance of preventive care, and how feline enrichment can add to successful veterinary visits. Joining us today from the American Veterinary Medical Association, our Chief Veterinary Officer, Dr. Gail Golub, and Assistant Director of Animal Welfare, Dr. Kendall Houlihan. Also with us is Royal Canaan's Dr. Laura Pletz. Welcome all, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Brenda. Great to be here. Okay, so let's begin by laying a little bit of a foundation for the importance of regular veterinary care. Cats owners do acknowledge that it's important, so why aren't they doing it? So Dr. Golub, I'd like to start out you know, with you first and talk a little bit about the reasons you feel um, cats are not getting the care they, they need and that they deserve. What are the top three in your mind? So I think one of the, the biggest reasons that cats don't get the care that they need may not be because their owners don't want to provide that care, but because sometimes that visit to the veterinarian can be challenging and it makes it uncomfortable sometimes for the cat and it can be uncomfortable for the owner. And so it's really important that owners do everything they can to make that visit as comfortable as possible. I think another big reason that people probably don't take their cats to the veterinarian as often, uh, perhaps as they may take their dogs, is because cats are really good at hiding illness. And sometimes they seem so well that people don't realize how important it is to get them to the veterinarian and particularly the importance of preventive care. So I think those are really my two big top two items. Okay. So Dr. Houlihan, are there others that you feel have risen to the top of your list? Yeah, so not specifically about cats, but um, we do know the most common barrier to accessing veterinary care is financial limitations. So without uh, an owner necessarily knowing how much it's going to cost for a visit um, or what underlying issues a veterinarian might find on that physical exam, like Dr. Golab was saying, cats are really good at hiding stuff. Um, some owners might be reluctant just to make that appointment in the first place, just for being unsure of what's going to come out of that. Really important points. Dr. Pletz, your perspective on this. So, I mean, everything that, that we're hearing here is spot on. And I think I'd like to add on to that kind of value piece, not just about the finances, but you know, if you know finances are an issue, really understanding the value of that visit. It's not just about a vaccine. It's about, you know, a head to toe examination of what's going on, you know, with the health of your cat and having that discussion about do we need to do additional lab work to understand what's going on as a bigger picture? What stage of life are we in that we need to work? What do we need to worry about right now? So I think really doing a better job as veterinarians about continually explaining why this is so important is something we can really do to help. And that kind of circles back to what Dr. Golub said um, at the start, that if they recognize the need, but they don't do it, they must be missing some of those important signs, right? So what should an owner watch for that really warrants the need for a call to the veterinarian? Uh, so any changes in behavior, um, are probably the easiest place to start. And so whether that is a change in say the cat's physical habits. So maybe it's not using the litter box in the way it normally would, or perhaps it's not as active. It's not as interested in playing as normal it might be. Um, cats are really interesting because they're great groomers as well. And so sometimes one of the first things that you'll see is that you will see reduction in their grooming habits. 
And if you start seeing that, that is a great clue that it's time to visit your veterinarian and just make sure everything's okay. Really terrific points. Yeah, I'd just like to add to that, that owners uh, are the, you guys are used to your cat, you know them better than anybody else. So it's so important that when owners notice any kind of a major change in their pets habits or in their personalities or the way that they're going about their lives, take that as a sign that it's worth investigating that with your veterinarian. Um, trust, trust yourself and um, that care and that knowledge that you have um, for your cat. They're pretty sneaky. So if something's different, <laughs> listen, listen to that little clue yeah. for sure. Really good, really good points. And it's an interesting segue, I think, into another topic I'd like to bring up to discuss with the three of you, and that's about enrichment. And I find enrichment so fascinating because so many people have the perception, even people who love their cats dearly, have the perception that a cat's an easy animal to take care of and that they don't need the same kinds of play that, for example, a dog does, but we know differently, right? I mean, engaging with our cats and keeping them stimulated is a really big part of cat ownership. So what are some of the tips and tricks that you would like to share that you wish veterinarians would share um, with their, their cat owning population? I think for people being at home right now, because we're spending so much time at home, take a little bit of your crafting time that you might be exploring right now and add some environmental enrichment for your cat. Um, cats love perching. They feel more comfortable if they're elevated. So add some cat shelves um, uh, inside so or an additional cat tree so they can hang out um, a, a little bit higher and survey their environment. Um, that helps them feel safer and cats that are, are that feel safe and can feel confident are going to have less stress and that's going to help us avoid lots of other stress-induced issues that we see with cats, like behaviors that we don't want to see or um, urinary issues as well. Um, if you're getting more deliveries to your house, you're going to have an excess of boxes. Keep those boxes for your cats. They love having their hidey holes. So give them a variety of choices where they can go and have their own time away from maybe the extra bustle that's been, been happening with, with people at home so they can still feel safe. A safe and confident cat is then going to be able to have more positive interactions with their family. And we can see that confidence and that feeling of safety transition into other experiences they have, like their ability to manage the stress of coming to the animal hospital for a visit. It's also a, a great opportunity enrichment. Um, you can combine enrichment with also preparing your cat for its visit to the veterinary clinic. And what I mean by that is there are opportunities, for example, when you're petting that animal, when petting can be a form of enrichment, that, that level of intention, um, handling the cat's paws so they get comfortable and used to having that done. Um, cats generally love to be sort of scratched on the side of the neck, right? We all like that kind of sort of here, right? Um, that's a great opportunity to kind of slide that into, lift up the, the cat's lip, take a look at its teeth, get it used to that kind of handling so that that handling then becomes a part of its normal routine. So you can actually be very creative about the time that you spent with your cat and use it for multiple purposes. 
I love all of this. And I think so much of the conversation around just making their daily lives better helps carry over. You know, if, if that's not, if we've not done our, our best job to make their environment ideal, you know, we're already kind of starting in the hole for some of these other things. And, you know, and I think another piece that we really need to recognize is how important the way that cats eat oftentimes is for them and their overall well-being and happiness too. So, you know, let them find some ways to have that prey instinct and, you know, maybe have some different puzzle, whether it's a puzzle feeder or some innovative ways to deliver their food, that really is great for them as well. So connecting the idea of enrichment with the idea of making it easy to get them in the carrier to go to the veterinarian, right? So I, I see how all this kind of ties together to give them their special treat and a little bit of play before that, or every time you put them into the carrier, you do that favorite scratch behind on the neck and then lead them into the carrier. So are there some things that they can do to make it easier once they're in the carrier and you're actually in the veterinary clinic to give them that safety and that security and to tie those pieces together too. Any suggestions there? Yeah, definitely. One of the most important things is to make sure that that carrier is familiar and that it's a regular fixture in the home. So what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be pulling that carrier out every time you're going to take your kitty to the veterinarian and not any other time. So you want to make sure that they see that as a friendly place, as a safe space. Um, so putting, um, for example, bedding in the carrier that's comfortable for them. Um, you can use pheromones um, to make that environment more comfortable as well. Um, you can put treats into the carrier to make it a friendly place and encourage them. You can actually use treats to train them to enter the carrier because sometimes just getting into the carrier itself is the scariest part for that particular animal. So treats in the carrier, feeding the carrier, um, all kinds of good things that you would associate with that experience to make it a normal part of their day rather than something that only happens once in a while and then it ends up with a trip in the car to the veterinarian, right? So it's, it's all about creating a positive experience. All right, we want people to recognize that coming to see you ladies is a good thing, not necessarily a bad <laughs> thing for anybody. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of veterinarians are extending those positive experiences uh, into the animal hospital. So if your cat has a favorite treat that's going to be really high value, share that information with your vet. Um, if that carrier becomes a comfortable place and has familiar bedding in there, having a carrier that you can take the top off of most of a physical exam can be achieved with the cat still sitting in the carrier. So we can allow them to maintain that sense of safety and control, um, distract them with some of their favorite goodies, get an exam done, administer vaccines if that's going to be necessary, be able to get in the ears and the mouth since you've been practicing, um, feeling around the, those areas. And then hopefully the cat's not going to realize that you just had a physical exam and met a medical professional. <laughs> and, um, and then you can have a discussion with your vet about other things that you can do at home to help keep them healthy for another year, or if there's any follow-up that might be necessary. But um, all of those things that you're doing at home can just be extended into the clinic. And back to thinking about their perspective and liking to be up high, 
a simple thing like when you're walking into the clinic and holding the carrier, holding it higher instead of lower, because if they're looking out of the carrier and all they see are a bunch of dog noses trying to get in there and see what, what's happening, that can be extremely stressful. So making sure that you are aware of your surroundings and what your cat might be experiencing within that carrier between the front door and the exam room is another thing that can be really valuable to help minimize the stress of that experience. Wow, I'd never thought about the fact that all they were seeing was dog noses, right? When you carry <laughs> the normal, that's th right there, right there, folks. That is like a number one tip to remember to make this whole podcast <laughs> extraordinarily valuable. You know, I think too, oftentimes if you think about, you never know what's how crazy and chaotic it's going to be when you walk in the door at the vet clinic, right? That's a given. So sometimes even, um, especially if you have a cat that's not very used to things, spray, not only the pheromones are great and you can kind of spray that on a towel and cover the carrier so that they kind of feel a little safer when they're first coming in until you know you can set them up in a place that, in a situation that's really comfortable. Um, that can be a big help as well. It's like the lavender that I spray on my stress. Yes, yes. Office, right? <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's important for people to, to also remember that if you have a, a high anxiety, high stress cat, the last time you went in, it was a really hard experience for, for everybody. Don't be shy about calling and speaking to your veterinarian. There are anti-anxiety medications that can be considered specifically for your cat that would be prescribed by your veterinarian that's already familiar with you and your cat to help just bring the stress level down. So you're starting off in a good place rather than knowing that as soon as you open that carrier, that cat's gonna be running under the sink and you're gonna have a whole experience trying to just get through that exam. So there's there are always other options to explore. Um, behavior modification like we're discussing is always gonna be ideal to start with, but your vet's got tools. So don't be afraid to talk with them if that idea of that stressful visit is really that barrier to you coming in, we can help. Such smart advice really across the board. Um, you know, we've done such a great job here in this conversation in this short time talking about why it's important, you know, to get your cat to the veterinarian, what kinds of things to look for that might be signs that things aren't as normal as they used to be. And now we've talked about how to get them there. So sadly with the pandemic, a lot of people are still in quarantine. Um, we still have some veterinary hospitals that are, are figuring out the curbside versus the in-person and are just overwhelmed, quite honestly. So it's not always easy to make an appointment to get your cat into the veterinary practice. So now what? What are some of the options that are recommended in the circumstances where you want to see a veterinarian and you're having difficulty getting an appointment? One of the big options that's out there right now, and you're starting to see much more use um, than what we used to, um, and that is telemedicine. And so telemedicine actually can be very useful, not only in situations like COVID-19, um, where there's an opportunity for the veterinarian to use audio and video um, to make an initial evaluation of a patient, for example, um, particularly if it is a veterinary clinic with which you already have in a relationship and they know you and know your cat. And so often telemedicine can be very helpful in situations like that one. And they may even decide, depending upon what it is that they're seeing on the video, they can help 
plan for that visit, determine how urgent it is, and can also direct you to other potential resources. And so, for example, if you're unable to get into the clinic, um, but the veterinarian believes that that animal needs to be seen, it certainly may be possible to use a mobile veterinarian and have that individual come to your home, or perhaps depending upon the situ situation, you may be looking at the services in an emergency clinic. So there are lots and lots of options during COVID-19 to make sure that your kitty gets the care that it needs. Dr. Houlihan, looks like you had a couple of uh, additional comments you might've wanted to tag on there. Oh, I was just nodding along agreement that, <laughs> that telemedicine is, uh, is a fantastic option, both to, to triage and then just to get an idea of what might, might be more urgent and, and what can wait. Um, mobile clinics are, are gaining popularity prior to the pandemic. There are additional precautions that are specific to that kind of practice that, um, that those veterinarians will, will engage in. Um, I think just the, the only quick note disclaimer that I will, will add, just like with any other doctor's appointment, if you have an appointment, whether they're coming to your house, you're going to the clinic, and you or someone in your household is exhibiting signs that might be consistent with COVID-19, please call them ahead of time and let them know so any necessary adjustments can be made. We're all trying to keep everybody as safe as possible. Always good advice. Dr. Plutz? Yeah, you know, I think this conversation around telehealth is really important because it is a, it's a, just another tool for veterinarians to use to improve access to care. Um, and it's, you know, it's just like when you're designing a healthcare plan for your patients, what, it, there's so many things that come into play with that. The best way to get them into the office. What do you know about this particular patient? What are you going to recommend from a diagnostic standpoint? And how do we need to come in the office or is this a visit we can do? virtually. Like all of these are, these are things that are important to discuss with your veterinarian. And when you do that, it really sets you up to succeed and improves that access to care and makes it less stressful on everyone. It's just about discussing what are the right things? What can we do a good job in this virtual space? Uh, maybe it's some of those follow-up visits. Maybe you don't need to go in for all those follow-up visits. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Talk about it and decide. Great point, right? Ask the question. Ask the questions and have the conversation and determine what's best. So I have one last question for each of you um, here as we begin to wind down this particular podcast. We've talked about a lot of really fantastic tips and tricks with regard to getting cats into the veterinarian, keeping them happy at home, and recognizing care. So if you had to pick one thing for people listening to this podcast to remember that would help owners successfully get their cats to the veterinarian or successfully understand the importance of veterinary care, what would that one thing be? Dr. Pletz, let's start with you. Oh man, I didn't know. That first. <laughs> you know, um, honestly, I think it is really about it. So much of it's the stress of the visit. So setting yourself up to succeed, that carrier is the, like, that's a big thing. It came up a lot today. Um, make that, not public enemy number one anymore. It's part of our home. It's got super comfy and awesome treats in it. Like it's, it's, it's a happy, happy place and, and really put a lot of effort to that. Um, I think that's really going to pay off. Good advice. Dr. Houlihan, you're number one. 
Sure. So I'll go the, the angle of just remembering about the importance and trying to get people to take those extra steps to be prepared and set themselves up, up for success getting into the animal hospital. Um, remembering the importance of preventive care. Cats are unfairly, I think, stereotyped as being very independent and not needing us um, as as anything more than than servants that keep the bowl full. Um, and we love them. And one of the ways that we can show that is by recognizing that they do need us. And that includes medical care. Um, so in addition to the things that might bring you in, like keeping up to date on your rabies vaccine, things like parasite prevention and routine dental care can really make a difference in keeping your pet healthy. And as the saying goes, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure or, or treatment. And prevention is always going to be the best option. Um, so you're not going to have to, we don't have to coach you through pilling or giving oral medic, you know, liquid medication to your cat. If there's something we might be able to do to avoid needing that even more, more expensive and more arduous treatment. Um, if we can prevent diseases completely or issues completely, or if we can identify them early, like I mentioned before, it's really surprising sometimes what a veterinarian can identify just on a routine physical exam that might be a um, just an early not obvious sign that uh, a not medical professional wouldn't notice. And if we can pick that up early for you and we can intervene, then that is gonna save everybody a bunch of stress and, and time and worry and uh, let you guys go back to, to being a, a happy, healthy family group. I guess for me, um, it's all about the relationship. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're thinking about both ends of the leash, um, assuming you've leash trained your cat. But um, it's important to keep your cat healthy and it's important to keep yourself healthy in order to enjoy that relationship. And, and you can't have um, that relationship unless you're both fully contributing. And so for me, it's about making sure that the way you help your cat contribute to that relationship is to make sure you, that you contribute to your cat's health. And the way you do that is through regular preventive care and providing care also when your cat needs it, if there's an illness or a problem that your cat is currently experiencing. So I know it's really hard to summarize this really great conversation into those three final takeaway tips, but really appreciate that you did your best effort to try to, to, to do that for us today. It's been a really great conversation with so much helpful information. I really appreciate that everyone gathered together here to talk a little bit about cats and how we might do a better job of encouraging um, cat owners to see the critical importance of getting them to the vet and get it done. So, thank you ladies for your time. I really appreciate it. To continue to raise awareness about the importance of regular veterinary care, Royal Canin and dozens of industry organizations have teamed up for the annual Take Your Cat to the Vet initiative. For more information, visit my.royalcanin.com backslash cat to vet. That's cat number two vet.